You're listening to episode 183 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today's topic is the benefits of play for adults. You're listening to Christian Travelers Network, the podcast and platform where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hey, Christian Travelers, I'm so glad that you are here. Oftentimes when we talk about play, we think about little kids, and yet as adults, sometimes we get stuck in the mundane and the tedious, and um, it just becomes tiresome, and we find ourselves looking for that childhood joy. And for many of us, especially on this channel, travel is one of those outlets for play, but yet when others talk to us, sometimes they make us feel guilty about traveling or they think it's more of this luxurious adult thing. But can it be play like children enjoy and lavish and experience um, those things that we love so much in our younger years? Well, I found some interesting information about adult play and what that can actually look like, and I want to share some of that information with you. But before we dive into that, I want to once again point you to our website, christiantravelers.net. There you'll find other faith and travel resources. We enjoy helping other Christian travelers connect with like-minded believers so that they can grow in their faith and their relationship with the Lord while connecting with others wherever their adventures take them. So if that sounds like something that you're looking for, I encourage you to head to our website and check it out. Without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into play. This is a concept that obviously all of us love and enjoy to some extent, but what does play actually look like, especially as an adult? Well, according to Dr. Stuart Brown, there are eight different types of play, and we'll go into those in a little bit more detail. But before we dive into that, I want you to take a moment and think back to your childhood. What are some activities that you did that you got utterly lost in? That time just, you know, it it faded away and you just had a ton of fun. Or what were, what were some of those things that you absolutely loved? This can be our first signal as to what type of play we like, because even though we may mature and change as a person, oftentimes those things that brought us joy as children can still bring us joy as adults, though it may look slightly different. Also, I want you to take a moment and think back to this past week, this past month. What are activities that you presently have done? where you have lost time in. And that can signal to us also where we find joy as an adult. If you're someone who really struggles with hobbies, really understanding what kind of things you could really invest your time in, these subtle clues from your past and your present may help you narrow in on categories that I'm about to present to you. And from there, maybe you can do some of your own research and pick some out. So let's go ahead and take a look at the eight things that Dr. Stuart Brown found that adults do to play. The first type of play is the collector. Now you likely know someone who likes to collect cars or um, 
antiques or bobbleheads or something nerdy, Pokemon cards, something uh, board game related, whatever they like to collect, this can be a very easy visual thing. But as travelers, what are some things that we like to collect? Well, this might be collecting national parks, multiple countries, visiting every bridge in your county. Those are different types of collecting that may only come away with a photo or a memory, but the act of actually doing the collecting, of going out and remembering this event is what, as adults, can bring us a lot of joy. Or the fact that you can find a group of people who also enjoy that. So if you find yourself gathering with others who also like to collect that thing and have social conversations, that might be one way that you are a collector. Number two is the competitor. Now, I think we can all easily identify the person in our life who loves rules and loves the challenge of being top dog, of working their way up. And it's really easy to to identify this person in sports because they're working hard to be the best and to win whatever competition. But they can also be a competitor from the sidelines. You know that person who gets so emotionally invested in a game, cheering on their team? That person is also a competitor, and even though they might not be able to influence the outcome, they still have joy and excitement from that. Now, when it comes to travel, this one I struggle a little more at creating that connection. Maybe it's because I am not a competitor at heart, but I assume that there are um, maybe people who go on travel to different races and, you know, they're going to go on a marathon run in Ireland and then a marathon in um, Dubai and wherever they're racing, they enjoy travel from that competitive standpoint. The next person is the creator and artist. And when we were children, that was really obvious in the fact that we like to bring home art projects and crappy things. But what does that look like as an adult? Realistically, it's someone who likes to make or sometimes even fix things for practical and sometimes goofy reasons. So if you like to make your own cabinetry, your own chairs, build furniture, that's a very practical thing. Um, some people really enjoy interior design or they enjoy making something goofy and painting and then immediately throwing it out because they don't want the world to see. It's just simply the art of being able to create and make something that brings them joy. Now, in travel, this is maybe not as obvious of a connection, but in my own life, I could say that maybe the idea of making and then giving something, bringing something personal that I've spent time and energy on creating and then handing off to someone of a different culture, someone I met in my travels, can bring me joy and so that might be stretching the arts and crafts a little bit, but maybe that's where you have some of your own play-like joy. The next one is the director. This person loves making things happen, um, and they enjoy organizing experiences. 
in travel, this one is easily identifiable because they love making that itinerary. They're going to do so much research on the best places to stay and the fun activities, and they're going to lay it all out so that the group or even just themselves knows what's going to happen. And I know every type of planner is different, so it might not be the most detailed plan, but where their joy comes in is the fact that they get to create that experience for others. Now, the next type of play is being an explorer. And I think all of us, to some extent, have this. I think that God created us with a curious spirit. Uh, a sense of imagination. We're all born with it, but some of us really cling to it more in our adult years than others. And exploration can be totally a physical thing. We're going to go out and we're going to go walk through the creek and we're going to dig up things. I just went to the beach and man, did I look love looking for seashells and the act of trying to find a perfect seashell that hadn't been cracked um, it took like my whole day was gone and I was just like, whoa, and it was so much fun. It can be a very physical thing, but it can also be a mental thing. Um, researching things and learning new things, that art of exploration and finding answers can be just as much mental as it is physical. The uh, next one is the Joker and I'd say I have a sense of humor, but it's probably not uh, what you would call a stand-up comedian. And so this is probably not my strength, but the person who is likely a class clown in school and enjoys getting others to laugh, that would obviously be this person. And whenever you're on a group trip, the Joker always knows how to bring the tribe, the community together with laughs and good humor. Uh, our second last to last one is the kinesthete. Um, I, I want to say kinesthetic, but it's kinesthete because they're someone who likes the act of movement. Oftentimes it helps them to think more clearly because their body is involved in the activity. So if they're stressed, if they're weighed down with a problem, they're going to be going for a run or walk or doing yoga or something to get their body moving. And they might participate in sports, but it's not for the competitiveness. It is to be doing the active moving. So in travel, this is likely the hiker who enjoys just going out and doesn't necessarily need an end destination. He's, he's, they're just going to go. Um, they're the person that like, if you're, you want to go out and go do something, they're going to be up on their feet first. And last, but certainly not least, is the storyteller. They enjoy reading, writing, movies. They get entranced in the story. And all of their activities are about the story. They might participate in sports and other competitive activities, but that's not their motive. Their motive is the story behind it. They want to experience an exciting game. And as such, that is their story. So if you're a traveler who likes to maybe, say, collect national parks, but you're not so concerned about the national parks, maybe that's part of the goal, but it's not the forefront. Maybe it's the story of the journey to collect them all. Or maybe you're someone who is traveling to um, 
a destination you've never been and you're going solo and it's the adventure of can I do this on my own? Am I brave enough? Are those the questions going through your head? Then this might be you. So hopefully in these eight things, you found one that you're resonating with. But I want to take us back to scripture and take a little closer look at what God says about play. Throughout scripture, the Lord references children and play. In Job chapter 41, God talks about children playing. In Matthew chapter 11, Jesus refers to kids having playmates. Isaiah talks about children playing. Zechariah has a vision of the restored Jerusalem and also mentions children playing. And this then leads us to ask, but what about adults? Well, scripture also refers to adults as being children of God. Sometimes our routines and our mentality is that work is the only thing worthy of our time. But yet, one of the tools in our toolkit, one of the things the Lord has blessed us with, is this idea of play. He has said that it is natural for children to play in scripture, and he has called us his children, so therefore... There is a good and a right time to play. And while we still have adult-like responsibilities, we can use our imagination, use the things that the Lord has given us to bring us joy, to restore ourselves and restore our soul and our relationship with Him. And we can look at it with honor and great joy that we have the ability to invest our time and efforts into these things. Well, Christian travelers, I hope that this has given you some interesting insights into the adult world of play and that you have come away encouraged, inspired, and maybe you'll find yourself doing a little bit more research about how you can take one of these categories, storytelling, collecting, exploring, and find new avenues in which you can apply apply this into your daily life. If you liked today's episode, I encourage you to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Those are two great ways to encourage others to connect with us. And if you know someone who could benefit from some encouragement to play, I encourage you also to share this episode with a friend. Until next time, safe travels and God bless.